Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. I am so excited to talk about how the Lucembo release does indeed keep the spirit of the Lunaverse alive and well. My thorough guide to the Lunaverse is spread across the past episodes in the Lunaverse talk series I will link to in the episode description. But this one, I'm gonna kind of skim through a Sparknotes version of the Lunaverse, assuming you already know many of the main points in it, or at least don't really need to remember all the specific details from that deep dive. Just the basics you need to remember and keep an eye on, then I'll dive into how the Lunaverse just keeps on expanding with Lucembol. This story is far from over. Let's just dive right in. The Luniverse exists in this music video realm on this Mobius strip. The story occurs kind of in two dimensions. Not necessarily the parallel worlds concept, more like two sides of the same coin, and they are learning how to thrive in both versions of the universe. There are three main locations that make up the Luniverse. There's Earth, where the subunit Luna One-Third resides. That's where the quote-unquote normal girls have a quote-unquote normal life. No special powers or anything, relatable, crush and friendship-related songs, etc. Middle Earth is kind of a contrast from passive to active. That subunit's home, Adai Circle's home, is representative of risk-taking and courage, going from wanting things to taking them, not waiting for the perfect moment, making the moment perfect. Adai Circle members have kind of a supernatural skill set, including interplanetary time travel of sorts through space and time in a snap, and their powers seem to align with the moon, the stars, the night sky, what it's up to. Then there's Edenism, aka Utopia, which is part of the reverse side of the universe. That completes the picture and focuses back on loving yourself. So those characters in that hometown, basically, the members of YYXY, really are working on just self-love. They kind of describe it as manifesting a new gene entirely, like a new YYXY chromosome situation, creating a brand new planet. We have two sides of the universe. On one, about self-love, is YYXY in Eden. And Apple's temptation, all that Eden symbolism is, where their surreal power skill set comes in, the fictional parts of their story. So Luna YYXY, Eden. On the other side, Luna One-Third on Normal Earth and Adai Circle in Middle Earth, representing courage and risk-taking. So Luna's mission has been multifaceted. There have been different mini-missions along the way, like helping Vivi basically become human, know the ways of humans, introduce her to human feelings. So the feelings they sing about experiencing, like puppy love for the first time, they're kind of also singing not just a figure of speech for the first time. Like literally, this person from a literal other planet, Vivi, is learning what these human travelers on Earth experience. She's described as the one in the Luna one-third fraction. Besides helping Vivi socialize, they also want to figure out how to get both sides to be able to meet. How to get the Eden side, the utopic side, and the other side to be basically have no barrier between them. To become one and the same, to make the Earth just one big unified place. They want to be able to live together as one Lunaverse. They have to learn how to get along, how to work together, how to best, most effectively work as a team to join forces. And so along the way, they have to discover who they really are. 
So their songs about learning their special skill sets and learning about being stronger together carry extra significance in a just fictional, super-powered story way. The universe, they always sing about expanding with colors. So each member and each subunit adds new color combinations, and they want to make a big rainbow together. So the story started with one color, one metaphorical color. Each member was introduced one at a time, and when Kim Lip entered the picture in her era, that signaled an eclipse, a big turning point because she added a new palette to the color list of colors. She drew new circles, expanding the universe with her powers. So first we met Luna One-Third, the Earthlings, and then Kim Lip had that pivotal point generating an eclipse and improving this world creation and world growth expansion process. So, so far, what I've gone over is confirmed. This is stuff from official video descriptions, press statements, etc. So confirmed, that's the premise. Help each other out and then make a nice unified world that's bright and colorful metaphorically. But now I'm going to add my theories. One is that these extra stark splashes of color that join this mosaic, metaphorically, I think those big moments add another trait to the world. So Kim Lip's eclipse and color palette additions corresponded with the power she infused into the Lunaverse going forward, an essential skill they'll need to complete the mission, add more layers, pass more levels in this game, basically. And I think she added the trust in fate. The trust that everything would work out okay. That sense of inner optimism that you can do this, stay the course, and that is what was needed to motivate the Lunaverse inhabitants to keep going. So trust in the process. Faith was Kim Lip's addition. And then, in the Plus Plus era, they summed it up as, quote, Luna collides fate into destiny to create coincidence, unquote. And now they can, quote, soar to the sky, unquote, and, quote, find their first stepping stone, unquote. At this point with the Plus Plus era, hi hi, favorite, those songs, all the subunits finally appeared in the same video, they came to the same location, they all can now come together. So first, no special powers or ability to think big and add color to your world. This is always part metaphorical, part kind of literal. I'm going to stop saying that metaphorically, literally, etc. You know what I mean. Part of it is kind of literal, part isn't. Anyway, so this story is about adding color to and expanding your world. It started out with not expanding, just basic Earth, with Luna one-third. Adai Circle entered the picture with Kim Lip and the dose of faith she brought with her. Now the third subunit is added, YYXY, from Eden, who basically left that garden and decided to throw a party, celebrate their love instead. So they're still playing by their own rules, even if they were kind of banished from home. So what I think they added to the picture is confidence. That after that exile, they can still thrive anywhere. They can soar anywhere. Hence why now they sing about soaring to the sky, taking those stepping stones up to the sky together. They're reaching a new galaxy together. So nothing special. Then faith helped them start growing wings. And now they can fly thanks to the third subunit. The XX era, the Multiply era, was described as juxtaposed with the previous Plus Plus era, like happening at the opposite end of this Mobius strip. 
but the mission kept going for what they describe as a fusion. Their word choice, Luna's like a fuse at the center where the worlds joined together. And through this fusion, they created a butterfly effect so people closer to one side or the other of the Mobius Strip could all still hear the call and respond to it. Hence the butterfly video era where people are dancing, living life by their own rules. They got that self-esteem boosting message no matter where they were. It resonated as a collective. They're able to tap into a new level of unity and color. Now the fusion has allowed Luna to make something that's bigger than the sum of its parts. Hence the hashtag era. Because that hashtag doesn't mean anything on its own, but it represents combining different things together. Numbers or letters to form a hashtag word. The official description of that era continued to reiterate the fate and coincidence collision narrative. So maybe fate was part of one side of this Mobius strip and coincidence was more the case in the other place, but now they're being fused together. The fuse imagery takes a whole new meaning with the flame, torch, etc. symbolism in the Paint the Town era. The 12 o'clock era, they describe as midnight, which it technically would be 24 o'clock. We're not going to get into that, I digress. This midnight era is when the Lunar New Year will take place. They're kicking a mission into high gear at the celebratory ending and beginning. At the time the moon shines the brightest, they're going to celebrate their next phase of the mission. First, they had helped with Butterfly Paint the Town, etc. They had helped people gain individual confidence. Now they're ready to team up and unite further. The liberation process has begun. The ampersand era, the and era, is about what happens after the mission is complete. After you expand, achieve a goal, help people feel free to be themselves, what comes next? And they decide to set bigger dreams, higher goals, and keep going higher into the sky to more universes. Add even more colors to this. Then came this Paint the Town era. I apologize, maybe I already said that for an earlier era. Anyway, quote, All Lunas in the world paint the world with their own colors and conveys the message that they will shut out Paint the Town in one voice after they found their own colors. Unquote. Later, quote, finally conquering the Lunaverse with their own strengths, Luna then discovers a bigger world that they had never known about, unquote. Then came the summer special Flip That era, and I see that as representative of how Luna created this big, cheerful, empowering world. They freed people, they learned how to work together, they spread a bunch of colors. Now they have to flip that and do it for the other side, for the opposite world. This is basically two worlds in one. They gave a makeover to one side. The job is only half done. So that's what that era, I think, represented. Just gearing up for the next phase. Now here's where the Luna story kind of, I worried, would end. Only halfway done because the group sort of had to break up as much as I hesitate to use that word because Luna's forever. So Lucemble sort of started new, but you'll see, it's still super related. The Lucemble five-member subunit described their new era as being about being crew members on a spaceship. Quote, where they are currently embarking on a mission towards finding new friends. This EP marks the beginning of their journey, while also portraying how valuable each member is and the truth of their universe. Unquote. So their characters are still trying to expand their world and gain confidence in what they each can contribute to that world. But now just kind of off doing that as a separate entity from the whole. 
hopefully just temporarily a full group reunion you never know maybe someday at least for one big finale song and cinematic story installment but yeah so they're exploring new worlds in their spaceship to find new friends to reconnect with the world around them after gaining all this confidence and understanding their strengths what they each can contribute searching for their friends highlights that theme the next song on Lucembo's album, Sensitive, which is all about that intuition, that fate, that has been guiding their journey since the addition of Out I Circle into it. With lyrics like, I can't deny I got a good hunch, I'm on the faded path, I follow my instinct, let's fly high, I'm feeling it strong, all of that stuff, so many lyrics about, I won't get lost, I have a good sense of intuition, the sensitivity is viewed as a really valuable asset. Previously, all of Luna released a song called Pale Blue Dot that reiterated this point with lyrics like, we're gonna fly tonight, whatever comes to mind, it's gonna be alright, make everything come true, can't stop me, my dream is getting clearer, etc. And Pale Blue Dot was all about that perspective of looking at the earth from space, like you're traveling through space and this thing that felt enormous suddenly just looks like a dot. So it's almost like, in hindsight, Pale Blue Dot was foreshadowing Lucembo's journey. The next song on the album, Real World. Key lyrics include referencing, blossoming, just in time, shaking up the world, layer by layer, unfolding your dreams, to the center of the universe, we'll meet no matter what, and here, the paradise we've arrived in at last. Look, the newly opened door in front of you. Show your ticket. So they're getting ready to put on a show and talking about opening a new door. This is when the literal and metaphorical descriptors bleed together, like the colors do in their big portrait, because they literally, in their videos, open new doors. At least in Flip That, that's a big theme. Literally, once they're all together, on a journey together, they have access to so many doors. And notably, this gold key as well that says memory on it. Like, they can unlock the past. They could travel through space and time. And now they sing about the doors opening for them again. They also talked about opening a door, making your own way through the world in pose. And in the past, in both Flip That and Olivia's Egoist, they reference flowers and petals. So the blooming, the blossoming, vivid imagery that comes to mind has been done before. As has a ton of references to paint colors in the rainbow and the spreading. The spreading of all this paint, all this color, expanding your world as the painting gets bigger. Yeah, another time, it's almost like foreshadowing in hindsight, they had that 365 video with the painting premise, literal. So anyway, they have a new song called Coloring that really sums it up. Some lyrics, in faraway space, brighter than any flower, I want to meet in a different space, deepen in color, and then bloom. Faint color deepens, an oil painting drawn, blooming within, my life turned 180 degrees, days extending endlessly, destiny unstoppable. This colors and paint filling a canvas analogy is probably their most consistent and constant one, since Vivid, Heejin Solo, that had started the entire Luna project. The song Vivid had lyrics in it like, the world without any colors, it's boring. Then in her song with Hyunjin, the first collab, in I'll Be There, referenced a pink world, like we do have one color added to it now. Chu saying about feeling like she gained colors from a crush that she felt towards Eve in Heart Attack. 
red and pink moons both appear in the Why Not video. So pink spread and got more vivid and pigmented. Now we're into red territory. In Pose, they sang about making certain waves gold, then space exploding. Then there are so many lyrics in Flip That, like, Changing is curious and cool. They seem to be different, like all the colors. The light I found in my memories connected. Now it appears in front of me. More and more, it spreads. And then in Pose, they say, Thicker orbit. Look at the blazing moonlight, which I think is a, a way of continuing the analogy. The next song, Newtopia, which has so many just classic Luna themes in the lyrics. Soon now reaching, ready for the landing, you and I will newly write down this story. It feels familiar but different, can't explain. Following the tip of a star-adorned orbit, all the city's lights reaching me. I want to show you the strengthened worldview. We're extending further, higher level. I want to tell you the stories I've kept saved, because there's more hidden. Wherever we go, open the next page. It'll gleam under moonlight. Trust happy ending. I write this. If we're together, that place is Newtopia. Where our feet lead, new paths open up. If we're together, then it's possible. It's just the beginning. We launch. So in that they sing about telling their story, writing it, staying in control of it. They reference orbits. They talk about feeling super confident and trusting in fate, staying optimistic as long as they have that togetherness. So that value of friendship and faith combined makes them feel like new worlds did open up to them. And now they can take that key and unlock more memories. The biggest lyric, I think, in that new song that brings back so many memories is about being familiar but different, so kind of deja vu-esque, which reminds me about Heejin's song Vivid, again that started this whole story, about wanting to mix up from the same old, same old. And then, in Eve's solo, she was singing about starting anew and not recognizing herself in the mirror. Then with the one and only era, it was about meeting yourself. That was the premise, kind of like a new person learning who you really are, and how to cherish that. Niji was about trying to shake things up too. Pale Blue Dot has a lyric that's literally, this feeling is like deja vu. And the lyric, a different world, but I'm used to it. So again, that mix of familiar and not. And then in playback, they sang, a lot of stories start here, even if we meet in an unfamiliar orbit, even if I wander again, remember, you are always my center, on and on. The song Strawberry Soda is about that trust that anything is possible together, handling the rocky journey ahead. Lyrics include, in that dizzying world, the problems of yours and mine, no need to pay mind, we're on the moon right now. We'll dive into the bright red sky, it's time to dream. Feel the wave to an even stranger place. Even if we tangle and drift apart, the dream you've written, recognize, a gift of a wilted flower probably means you don't stay no more. So they're embracing the opportunity to leave a wilting world behind for a new time of blossoming. Then there's Day by Day, where again they're singing about fate, memories, etc. Lyrics include following the light engraved in old memories, seeking the path we'd walked very far along. Everything comes back alive, unfolding the feelings I'd grasped. I take another step forward into our world to be filled with new stories. Day by day it grows clearer, to that place glowing in many colors, dreaming of that endless, sprawling day. 
always together in tears and laughter. With a dream engraved deeply, I take another step forward. I believe forever. Believe we'll walk on a rainbow. We will be one. The dreamed of universe. One and only wonder world. The moment of destiny. And then the last line in the song and then in the full album is for a better day, which feels very perfect. If you thought, wow, Lucembo stayed true to the Lunaverse lore way more than I even thought, you haven't heard anything yet. Because now we have to talk about everything noticeable that was quite a callback in the sensitive music video. Which, long story short, seems to flash to the past. So it starts with older women in a car on a trip together. Then we flash to the noticeably younger in that car on a trip together. They do stuff together from auditioning to watching a space-themed TV broadcast. They want to cherish their memory with a picture, which is taken, and then a weird detail happens that I don't have a theory about yet, so stay tuned, but this man's shadow enters the frame. So they're all stopping to pose for a Polaroid. The second the Polaroid is processed, they run away giddily, just having a fun, cute day. They wanted to snap a picture to cherish the moment. But a man's shadow enters and just stares at the spot they stood at for the picture. And we never see or hear from that character. So I don't know what that alludes to. Maybe it's not a man's shadow. I don't know, but there are, I think, more villains. I do think more evil forces will enter the picture in the future. No idea what those will be. After the screen goes black, I know I said long story short, but oops. <laughs> After the screen goes black, the setting is revealed to be this room of pods, like a futuristic place you would freeze humans or where the aliens kidnapped victims would be stored. Something ominous, an ominous place where humans go into these weird chambers. It's empty except for one person, one of the members, who walks down a dark hallway, meets up with another member, who presses the button that says, launch and the sky is visible they're ready to literally go to the sky as the roof opens up and their loosemble spacecraft gets ready to launch as of recording time the subtitles just say don't you know and can depart like no other english subtitles actually work It'll just say, like, music or noise or whatever. The only specific translatable commentary that we are able to get is don't you know and can depart. That could mean something, could not be, but interesting nonetheless. I do think they want you to reach your own distinct conclusions, which I will now. The things I think are most worth flagging. Okay, first of all, just a fun one. Love the shirt that says, sometimes I wonder if all this is happening because I didn't forward that email to 10 people. Love that reference. But really symbolic and worth noting. The clock that goes from 12 to 11.59. So it's going backwards. Although the hourglass on the table where the judges for their dance audition sit is not running. So Luna's clock is going backwards, but the hourglass for the judges is not. Like no sand is moving. The clock later in the video goes from 13 to 12 seconds. Like now it's a timer for something. So note symbols to time in its movement, maybe backwards. They also at one point stand on a balcony that looks a lot like where they stood for the high high video era. Could be coincidence, but I think that location choice was a choice. They look through a telescope. They are in a room at one point filled with pictures trying to preserve the moment. There's of course the outer space themed broadcast, the spacecraft, 
Dancing in a field together just brought back memories of the Why Not era, but that could be just random. So ultimately, telescopes, outer space references, symbols for time, details and settings like the balcony that make you think about past Luna chapters, past videos, pictures, photographs, and lastly, the black and white. In Egoist, Olivia wore black in some scenes, white in others. Gowan, in her solo, was at an empty table, but then she looked up and saw everyone around her in white. Then there was back to a merger of black and white for favorite. Those were their outfits. And there was a back and forth between black and white in Why Not with the sneakers that were zoomed in on. They made a point of showing the contrast. In the new video, they dance in a field together and all wear black and white. Later, in that room with the launch button, a member wearing all white hugs a member wearing all black. The clock and time you'll recall from the Flip That video, as well as the song Playback, where they sing both Twilight We Were Together For, then Twilight We Will Be Together For. They sing in past and future tense. And saying, of course, about a playback, another common symbol in their work has been the cassette tape. Seeing a cassette tape or some other tape, cameras, tapes, etc. Physical proof of the past, always notable. Of course, then we have the outer space theme, most prominent in Why Not? There was also that Discovery Houston message in a teaser for the Midnight Festival era. An enormous amount of past references to the moon and sun and stars and you shining like a star. The telescope was a part of the Flip That video that seemed to allow them to see themselves, almost like a mirror, which seems quite symbolic, like a potential alternate version of who they could be if they look beyond their own planet. The allusion to some of this being a dream, waking up in that room like a lab rat or something, that seems super notable. In a few past Luna videos, key videos to the story, there have been references kind of implying someone was dreaming, like in Kim Lips Eclipse, the mattress with the red flower petals falling onto it. They blossomed, they withered, and the symbolic mess left behind are the petals and the mattress. Olivia in Egoist also had lyrics about kind of being asleep. We'll wake you up, you'll be my light. She's saying about shining once she wakes up. Now what do specific references to time travel, the moon, the telescope, pictures, and black and white outfits, what do those things mean? I have good news and bad news for you. Bad news is, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. Had some guesses, but still pondering all this time later. But the good news is that I do know, although not the specific, specific, specific reasons for certain repeated symbols in their videos and song lyrics, I do grasp the big picture theme. I've discovered the answer before figuring out the problem-solving process to get to an answer. Just go with it. Here's my big theory, my big overarching theory about the Luniverse. A new one I haven't said on the show before about what this whole thing is about. Before and after Lucembol started, the whole Luna concept is about this. I figured it out. It will make sense, so hang in there. This is about ego. The role of ego in your life. Two of the biggest symbolism-heavy parts of Luna's individual eras before they all became a big group, when it was one by one debuting, the ones that were the most chock-full of significant details were Olivia and Go One. 
Go Once was called One Only and was about self-love that allowed her to get to literally new doorways. Olivia's Egoist was obviously about self-love too, and in both videos we had the door metaphor, in Olivia's as well, the black and white outfits, and a cassette tape. The key symbols were in those videos, as well as the apple, which seems to be, I think, a way to teleport, like between the worlds when they were still quite separate before the fusion. The apple was like a key to unlock access, and Eve ate that apple, viewed as giving in to personal temptation. So we've got ego-centered stories in a way, carrying the most symbolic detail. And those symbols were reinforced as key in the butterfly video when they all came together and some of the images were cassette tape and apples on the ground. You'll also recall in the B-side playback, they sang at the end of the spinning tape, What Will It Be Like? The melody I sang the day I first met you in a trembling voice. I think that's meant to represent, well, a nod to the song My Melody, but also that mix of making memories together that you hold on to on your own tape. One of the most symbolic, summative lyrics for the story's sake is an egoist when Olivia says, You are me, now I'm you. That's what this is. This story is a tale of what your ego does, what role it has or should have in your life. So ego in terms of confidence, self-love, and how it's a good thing to have some ego, and how that healthy bit of ego can be channeled into ironically recognizing why others deserve confidence too, and how they are like your mirrored image. So if you love yourself, if you look in the mirror and are like, you go, and you start to see other people as similar to you, then you also think they're the greatest, and you see that commonality. So their story is a very nuanced explanation and exploration of ego, of confidence, of its power. Its power to get you to be self-centered, but also it has the potential to be the key for the opposite. Get you to feel like this world is bigger than me. If I'm confident, this is great. Everybody deserves to feel like this. Which is why they have so many songs with lyrics about tell me your story, shine a light for me, I will for you too. They say everything is possible with you. Their whole message has been, I can do anything if you're by my side. So it's that ego, that confidence, but your world really only gets bigger with help from the others. And before the others, before they came together, they were just people on earth. As Luna, one third, not even a full fraction of a person. In YYXY's Beauty and the Bee era, they have a song that sort of translates to Return to Segno, I apologize if I mispronounced that, S-E-G-N-O, which is about the time of youth when they, quote, find the light that lets them discover their own ego, unquote. And who helped them find that light? Other people. Hence the ampersand, the and symbol for them in Beauty and the Beats title, and of course in its own standalone title later, used to represent those moments when they have joined forces to make things more powerful than the sum of their parts, than anything could be individually. The TLDR, TLDL, too long didn't listen version of what I just said, is that Luna are talking about how many doors would have stayed closed, many memories would have stayed unlocked and unpreserved or just no one bothered to cherish them, take pictures of them or anything, film them. So many memories would have fallen away, not been preserved. So many worlds would not have been explored. So many colors would not have been added to this canvas if they had not reached out to other people. 
They've always saying about how we're all Luna. Like Luna is a verb, a noun. It is our word like Smurf, okay? And everybody can be a Luna. So it's singular and plural. It's a place and a person, an adjective, a noun, etc. And part of that is they want everyone to feel like you're on this journey with us. Everyone's welcome here and you each have a valuable contribution you can make. So that whole journey is that balance of confidence after figuring out who you really are, what skill you can contribute, positivity, courage, whatever. We're not so different after all. Let's team up. So the Luna one-third members, arguably the most insecure of the subunits, they see themselves in the super-powered odd-eye circle. And maybe YYXY see themselves in the nervous about rule-breaking Luna one-third. They get each other to go out of their shells. They convince each other to value themselves more. They unite for a common goal in a celebration of both their unique diverse colors and the full picture they make as one. The theme is about blossoming, blooming relationships, and new doors opening up, a new galaxy's worth of adventure awaiting you. But in order to get that full positive result of exploring, you have to show up as your full self. So again, it's that balance. It's they need you to be confident because ironically, that's required to give other people confidence. Get that contagious, hyping you up, energy going. If you come with all you have to bring to the table, to the literal table in that one video with the black and white outfit reference, then we can be our full selves. You are me, I am you. Our shared humanity presents itself if you show up unapologetic. Because if you show up unapologetic, you don't worry about hiding any trait. You embrace it all. So they see who you really, really at your core are, which is human, just like them. It's ultimately about uplifting and seeing each other's humanity, which makes us then see each other, ourselves included, as not just human, as superhumans. You'll notice actually, post-Butterfly era, Luna started releasing more happy, confident songs once they were a full group, not promoting a subunit. Dance on my own, for example. Songs like that, that are self-explanatory. More evidence was in the official description of the Love Forever video, which said that YYXY, that final subunit video, represented a finalization of, quote, the process of completing their ego, unquote. YYXY had to come last as a way to complete the circle, basically. So you see, as the number of members we were introduced to and the number of subunits kept growing and expanding, we got closer and closer to the ending of chapter one of the story, which was ego-focused. Edenism entered the picture, the temptation-related, (laughs) me-me-me-inspired story came last. When the quantity of people in the journey with you grew, you got closer to using your ego. They needed each other in an ironic way. So that's why they came last. And in that process, you'll note, they started wearing matching outfits. That's also the video when they felt more alike than ever and seemed to get along more than ever. The members since Love Forever, that's when they really started interacting with each other's characters in the videos more. And not just more, but in a more natural way, seeming to really warm up and be friendly. Remember in videos with them all responding to the same intercom message, no matter where in the world they are, that's what this is about. The mix of different places, different stories, different backgrounds, but we come together. Luna is the term for you as an individual and for the fuse, the point where we all converge. 
coming together to celebrate everyone's colorful contribution was also noticeable because they kind of went back to that Eclipse video setting for Paint the Town. Last example I'll give, in Go On Solo, when she was in that long hallway lined with doors, she was there alone, but then the others joined her, wearing looks reminiscent of styles in the past videos. So solo video looks while running together, joining a solo member. I probably am missing a ton of other examples, but basically, throughout their story, and still in Lucembol's era, they're showing the importance of embracing yourself and others. All about humanity, what love is all about. Their unity message, the desire for friendship, the desire to feel like you're simpatico with someone, stays strong. And I think Lucembol is a great new way to keep that theme going. Like, no matter what time passes, or doesn't, or goes in reverse, they stay friends on an adventure together. Whether you bring the white outfit or the black outfit, they hug, they team up for a mission. They feel uncertain, but ready to get into a new type of exploration once they have you and Faith in themselves. There's a lot more I could say about this, but that's the angle I'm gonna stick with today. I did talk about Adai Circle, their latest post-Luna as a full group being together officially time. I talked about their latest era in a past episode of the show. It was called Girl Group Special or something like that. Best of the Month Girl Group Special. So I did talk about that too. And I'll talk about how I think that's also still kind of relevant, but in its own way. And less so in a future episode. Luniverse Talk is an ongoing series. So happy with Lucembol's new ways of keeping their beautiful story going. It's really just so cool to be in orbit and feel like a Luna, as we all are. That's why we stand Luna. Had to say it once in this episode. That's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.